This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Good morning, everybody. Well, it seems like we were just here. Yeah, well, at least uh, for some of us, we had a great uh, um, uh, New Year's Eve, or New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we had fireworks, so I kind of get confused. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> Christmas Eve service, and wonderful, wonderful time. Just so uh, um, wonderful to gather together and drink hot chocolate and coffee. I mean, what better combination can you get than that? And uh, we just uh, had a delightful time. So warm, you know, not warm outside, but, you know, warm, warm. And uh, it was good. So, uh, but we're glad you're here this morning. Praise God. Got a message we want to share with you. I believe it will be a blessing to you. Praise God. And uh, so we'll just rejoice in His goodness. If you like, uh, you can open your Bibles, if you brought one with you, to Luke chapter 1. I'm going to actually be reading from the New Living Translation uh, this morning. And so a little bit different in terms of uh, what we would normally do. But uh, the New Living Translation, if you have a device, you could uh, probably bring that up and uh, read it that way. But um, let's pray together and then we'll get into what I want to share with you. Father, we're so grateful for this time that we have together this morning as we celebrate the birth of your son, the Lord Jesus. We thank you for your living word. We thank you for every promise that you've made. We thank you for the bright hope in the future that those that are in Christ have uh, to look forward to. We rejoice, Father God, because, praise God, Jesus is coming again. A second time, not for the purpose of dealing with sin, but for the salvation of mankind. And so we just thank you, Father, for your amazing grace in every one of our lives. As we behold these wonderful things from your word, I thank you, Father, for utterance in the Holy Ghost. But not only that, Father, but revelation knowledge within the heart of each and every one that's gathered here and those that may be watching. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And then the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village of Galilee, to a virgin named Mary, and she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Hallelujah. And he went on to say, Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel would mean or could mean. And he said, don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Everybody say favor with God. That's going to be an important key in what we're talking about here today. He said, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name name him Jesus. And he will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. Well, Mary asked the angel, how can this be? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so the baby to be born um, will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. 
May everything you have said, to, uh, said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Notice those words that she said again out of the New Living Translation. May everything you have said about me come true. Hallelujah. You know, I know all of you are familiar with Christmas carols, so you can, you can help me out with this. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Come on. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now, does any of you know the refrain? Good tidings we to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Honey, can I sing that in a different note? <clears throat> we wish you a Merry Christmas. Come on. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Refrain, good tidings to you and in your can, yeah. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Amen. Praise God. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Amen. My wife was here cringing just for a moment there because I, I forgot the words, but that's all right. Praise God. She'd done a lot of cr cringing in 44 years. But anyway, we do wish you a Merry Christmas uh, and a Happy New Year. But uh, I want to share with you a message. I've shared it in the past, a little bit different spin, I think, on it today. And uh, we want to wish you a, a Merry Christmas, a Christmas like Mary had is what I mean. Not Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, but M-A-R-Y. A Merry Christmas. Because no doubt about it, <clears throat> she had a very significant Christmas. And by that I mean it was supernatural. It was divine. It was transformational. And I'll guarantee you it was life-altering and she was blessed. Well, that's what we wish for you. That kind of Christmas it is filled with the glory of God. Not only that, but filled with the revelation knowledge of His Word. You know, Mary's response to this vision that she had is quite typical. You know, when it comes to man's reasoning, I mean, think about what would happen to you. How would you respond if an angel showed up all of a sudden and you knew it was an angel? And there was this open vision that you had just like she had. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, your reasoning would go bonkers too. I can only imagine what must have been going through her mind. But again, it is a typical kind of response because the reasoning that we have when it comes to the things of God. And a lot of times supernatural things just don't make sense. I mean, for this angel to come and to declare what it is that God was about to do was no doubt about it, supernatural. But obviously, <laughs> it had been, been a little shocking. Wouldn't you agree? You're all here today, aren't you? I mean, we are here, so you might as well wake up, okay? And no use, uh, maybe we got a little bit too warm in here, I don't know, but uh, help me out here a little bit if you would. But it's, hu it's the human's process of trying to reason and rationalize the supernatural power and promises of God so many times. But as the scripture said, he said, with God or his word will never fail in the New uh, Living Translation. And the King James says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. So while we look at things in the natural and say, well, I don't know how, how this could ever happen. I'm telling you, we, we serve a God that is supernaturally more than enough to make everything happen in our lives if we'll believe him. And you know from the scriptures that, <clears throat> you know, the light of life, 
shined into the dark pocket of her womb and brought forth a son, and his name was Jesus. And in the same way, really, my prayer for you today is, is that that same light, that same life, glory to God, would, if there's some kind of a dark pocket in your world, in your life, something that's going on, you know, that brings heaviness to your heart, a problem or trouble, that the seed of God's living word would find residency there and bring life to each and every one of you to change your life forever. I believe that God can do that. Because his word is a living thing, thank God. And you know, the thing is, is that Mary, she really modeled how this power can, ha- can invade our lives and make a difference in our lives. And the way that she modeled it was she said, yes. She just said, yeah, be it unto me according to your word. Now that sounds pretty simple, but you know what? Praise God, God never intended for it to be difficult. Can you say amen? So when we find promises in the word of God, you know, he just wants us to say yes. Now I know, again, there'll be those things that challenge the reality of God's word within our lives, but thank God he is able. So it's, if it's money, if it's family problems, if it's whatever it is that we got going on in our lives, I believe that there is a word from heaven that can come to invade that problem that is in your life and bring grace. You know, you may be looking for wisdom. You may be confused or disillusioned about this or that or the other. Like I said last night, maybe 2022 didn't turn out quite like you thought it should. But I'm telling you what, we're on the, we're on the verge of a new year. We're starting something new and fresh. And I believe that with faith in our heart, praise God, things can be different. Life can be good. We can be blessed. We can join in what it is that God is doing in the earth today and make a difference in this world before Jesus comes again. But I tell you what, praise God, it's faith that makes that happen. It's you and I believing in what it is that God has promised about our lives, who it is that he said we are, and what it is that he said we can do. He said in the scriptures in Philippians that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So he's the one who gives us the ability. He's the one that causes us to overcome. He's the one that placed faith within our hearts so that, thank God, we can live on a different plane in a different way because we believe in him. Can you say amen? So we can rejoice in the goodness of God. But you know, I think <clears throat> when it comes to this, and especially when all of these things are being leveled against us, You know, I mean, if you look at media, if you look at what's going on in the world, you see all these kinds of things, you know, most most of the time, uh, it's not good news. You know, it doesn't bring joy to your heart, per se. But I'm telling you what, there is a God in heaven. Can you say amen? And he has made promises that are good, that are wonderful, that bring joy to the world. And those are the things that you and I as believers need to focus on, and not only that, but believe. So I want to start with this. I want to talk to you about understanding God's intention. Understanding God's intention. Now, the reason I bring this to your attention is, is because, again, a lot of times that gets lost in all of the things that we got going on in the world. But I'm telling you what, the scripture tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. In other words, he was willing to offer his son as a sacrifice so that you and I wouldn't perish. How many of you know God doesn't want you to perish? He doesn't want you to fail. He wants you to overcome. 
He wants you to be, praise God, the person who has their lamps trimmed and their lights burning. So that we're on fire for God because of the truth that is within our hearts. And so knowing that intention is such an important dynamic within our lives. And again, let me reiterate, the reason that I'm sharing this with you is, is we may um, <clears throat> mentally, we may, well, yeah, I know, you know, God's, God's a good God. You've preached that before and this and that and the other. But I think <clears throat> in, in the wake of so many things that are being leveled against us, it, the, the reasoning of man is, is that, well, if God is so good and he's so for us and then all of this and that and the other, then how, but why or how come we see all of these things that are going on, you know, within the world that, that say something else? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm telling you, thank God. We're not functioning on the plane or the level of what it is that's going on in the world. We're functioning on the plane and on the level of the promises that God has made to the people of God, to the church. And so it's important for us to understand the intentions that God has for each and every, that he has for you. He says, I know the plans I've got for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and to give you a future. But dear friend, I got to tell you, you got to believe that. I said, you have to be a person who says, all right, baby, I'm in. I know that my God has a plan for me, and it's a plan to prosper, not to harm, to give me hope in a future. And I tell you, it smacks against everything that's going on within this world, because everything in this world is preaching that there is no hope, that there is no opportunity, that there is no chance, there is this, that, and the other. But I'm telling you, in God, there's great hope. And there's great opportunity, and there's great chance. Now, <clears throat> remember in the scriptures I mentioned to you earlier when he was talking to Mary, he came to her and he made this statement. He said to her, he said, rejoice, highly favored one. Hallelujah. Think about this young girl, she's a 15, 17-year-old girl, and all of a sudden this you know, angel comes and goes, woo, rejoice, oh, highly favored one. You know, when's the last time somebody came and told you that? Huh? And, and uh, he said, the Lord is with you. And blessed are you among women. Well, she, you know, she's freaked out about the whole thing. He went on then to a said, and, and said to her, he said, don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now, when it says in this that she was highly favored, this word is only used, highly favored, it's, only, it's used in only one other place in the New Testament, and it's in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse, uh, I believe, 6. It says it this way. Notice um, in this scripture it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will and to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which, now notice, it says he has made us accepted. Everybody say accepted. accepted. 
The word accepted here is the same word as highly favored. So just as he announced this word to Mary, hey, you're highly favored. You're blessed among all women. The same thing is true for you, child of God, because you have been accepted or highly favored or blessed as a child of God in Christ Jesus. So the same blessing that Mary had upon her life is on yours as well. Can you believe that this morning? I'm telling you what, you are a highly favored person. So the message of Christmas is simply that God's not mad at you. Aren't you glad for that today? That he's really for you, that he loves you and wants to bless you. And so this is what I want you to see in the message I'm sharing this morning, that the very essence of Christmas and its message is joy to the world. Hallelujah. For the Lord has come and peace on earth. Now listen, good will. Everybody say good will. Good will toward you toward men. God only has goodwill for you, child of God. He only has goodwill for you and your future. He only has goodwill for what it is that he wants to do in your life. Can you say amen? And so it's important for us, again, you know, to understand the intention that God had when he sent Jesus into this world. He wanted us to experience joy peace, goodwill, hallelujah, to be highly favored of God. You know, everybody, you ought to just say this. I am highly favored. You are highly favored. You know, when you say that, you know, you say, well, that seems a little arrogant, doesn't it? Well, I didn't say it. He did. He said that you're highly favored. Glory to God. And you ought to tell all your family members you walk by and say, hey, you're highly favored. I'm highly favored. We're blessed of the Lord because of what it is that Jesus has done for us. But, you know, here's the thing about that. Again, you know, um, <clears throat> because we're so inherently familiar with ourselves, how many of you are pretty familiar with yourself? Huh? Because we are that, so familiar with ourselves, uh, with our own faults, our own failings, our own shortcomings, you know, sometimes we can have a hard time grasping the, the announcement, the declaration, the, the proclamation of what God has said about us. Because we all, you know, we're, we're, we're fallible and we make mistakes. And, and, you know, these, these failings that we have in our lives, they very often seem to disqualify the truth that is found, you know, in the Word of God in our minds. Well, you know, yeah, I know He, he loves us and all that, but I'm, I'm kind of a squirrel here. Well, you know, you may have made some mistakes, but thank God there's mercy. Who of us has not made a mistake? And yet God is merciful. And, and, and grants forgiveness to each and every one of us. He knows us better than anyone. I'll give you an example. We read in the New Testament about Peter. And you know, Peter said, by golly, I'm all in, God. And I know each and every one of us have probably said the same thing. By golly, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a follower of Jesus. And then all of a sudden, we do something stupid. Any of you ever done that? You know, maybe we get in a fight, or we do this, or we whatever. You know, our behavior is less than... <clears throat> Well, glorious. And so now all of a sudden we're in a different place. Peter was the same way. He said, oh, Lord, I'll never, you know, I'm with you all the way, man. I'll never betray you. Jesus said, tonight you're going to do it three times. Huh? 
But I, I guarantee you that as far as Peter was concerned, that was never going to happen. But guess what? It did. And when it did, it rocked his world. I mean, he didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to think. He was totally disillusioned because he thought that in himself, he was Jesus's man. Well, he was Jesus's man, accepting the fact that, you know, you can't do it in your own strength. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And Jesus was so gracious when he talked to Mary and those that he appeared to, he said, tell Peter. He didn't say, tell the 12 disciples or 11 now, you know, he said, he didn't say that. He said, tell Peter, I'll see him in Galilee. In other words, it was a special message that these girls were to take to this guy who in his life had made a terrible mistake or error or failing. Are you listening to me? Well, he did appear to him. He talked to him. And you know, on the day of Pentecost, the Bible tells us that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And, G and the Bible says that Peter stood up being filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, these men are not drunk as you suppose. It's, it's nine in the morning. But this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he started preaching glory to God. And 3,000 people gave their hearts to Christ and believed on him. And it changed everything. Now, I'll tell you what, that went from failure to success, didn't it? Huh? You'd get excited about that, wouldn't you? And there were so many other things that happened. The Bible says that God wrought special miracles you know, by the, by the hands of the apostles. And when Peter's shadow fell on the sick people, they were instantly healed and raised, just his shadow. Now I'm telling you what, that's exciting. And not only that, but I tell you what, it seems like we're in a groove here and things are going pretty good. But now this same Peter in the 10th chapter of the book of Acts was the one whom God chose to go preach to the Gentiles, Cornelius and his household, and upon them fell the Holy Ghost as a matter of proof that the Gentiles could be saved and filled with the Spirit too. So Peter and these six guys that he took with him went down to Cornelius' house, and again, as he was preaching, he said, I, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And while the guy is preaching, God interrupts him, and they all get filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues. So he took them all out, baptized them. He said, I, I, because then at that time, they thought only Jews could get saved. You know? Well, how, how many of you know God changed that tune? Huh? Yeah. So again, he was a part of this, this move of God within the Gentile community, and people ended up getting saved. But what's unfortunate about this is that somehow or another, in the 15th chapter, or 14, 15, somewhere in there, he gets all jacked up in his theology. The same guy that denied Jesus, and then yet God, Jesus and God had mercy on him. And he was the one that, you know, preached on the day of Pentecost. He was the one that God chose to, for these Gentiles to come into the kingdom of God and into the family. And then all of a sudden he has this, I don't know, failing. And all of a sudden he separates himself from the Gentiles and doesn't have anything to do with them. So all of a sudden now race you know, and ethnicity and all of this kind of thing starts having an impact. Was what he did right? Absolutely not. But he went stupid. Have any of you ever gone stupid? Yeah. 
You know, how is that? Somehow or another, he was convinced in his human reasoning that, that, you know, the Jews were better than the Gentiles and he couldn't have any idea. I'll tell you what it was. It was religion. It was nothing more than that. He had got around the wrong people, listened to the wrong voices, and all of a sudden now he's separating himself and causing division in the body of Christ. Well, the Bible tells us the apostle Paul reamed him out for it in public. Huh? You know, thing about it is, is if you do things in public that are wrong, you could be corrected in public. If you do things wrong in private, then you ought to be corrected in private. You understand that? Well, anyway, you know, <clears throat> Paul just said, you know, uh, well, I don't remember the, the whole story, but he said, you know, uh, why is it that you think that we can, you know, be justified in the sight of God by a program of works when you and I both know that the only way that that can happen is by faith? And you have separated yourself from them. And so what happened, my point to sharing all of this with you is, is that this same guy, you know, that went through all these things, that was chosen as a, a disciple and had his failings in denial and all of these other things and even was used in a mighty kind of way, supernatural, no, no doubt. But somehow or another within his life, going down the road of life in his journey, he got messed up in his theology and he, you know, <clears throat> ran the potential of screwing up a lot of other people. Can you say amen? So my point to that is, is that, you know, simply that we all have our failings and they sometimes, again, disqualify us, you know, in, in um, thinking, in our thinking, you know, well, I've, I've made a huge mistake. There's no chance for uh, repair or anything. Nothing could be further from the truth. I said nothing could be further from the truth. And maybe something, you know, within the recesses of your, your mind and in your life or in your past or whatever, somehow or another, that's, that's keeping you. But, but here's the thing you need to realize. You know, when John was writing in 1 John chapter 3 and 20, he made this statement. He said, <clears throat> he, said, if our, he, said, he said, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows all things. But he said, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence toward God. And so that's my point to sharing this with you today or, you know, this morning as we celebrate. I'm telling you what, praise God, there is this clause within the plan and purpose of God called his mercy. And how it is that you and I, if we have somehow or another, you know, uh, come up short, that God can take that situation and turn it all around when we open up our hearts to the possibilities that he has for us. In other words, to say, Lord, yes, I need your mercy. Yes, I need your forgiveness. Yes, I realize I haven't done right, but thank God I can because of the one who lives within me. Can you say amen? So it's important for us to see this and understand it because he gives grace to our lives, you know, and not only that, but there's acceptance that comes with him. And we're not to look at ourselves through our own abilities and, you know, this and that and the other, what we can do. We look through our, we look at our lives through him because he's sufficient and he is the one. And yet the adversary of our soul is the one who comes against and contests this biblical truth in order to keep people in bondage. But thank God if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence with God. Can you say amen? So there's things that we can do. And, and, and here's the thing. If, if you allow the devil 
to defeat you in condemnation or, you know, re, you know, bringing up your past, all of these different kinds of things. He keeps you in a place of faithlessness. Are you with me? But thank God we are not of those which draw back toward destruction, but rather those that believe. You know, Mary's, child, uh, Mary's uh, childlike faith, it, you know, it just said, this doesn't make sense, but okay. I'm wanting you to say okay today. I'm wanting you to say, thank God I'm going to move on. I mean, I'm going to go for it. Praise God. Maybe I came up short, didn't do this, that, or the other. But thank God he's merciful, and there's a plan that God has for my life, and I'm going to go for it. How many of you want to go for it? I mean, in 2023, let's go for it. Let's not live in, <clears throat> in a place where there's no faith. Let's live in a place, praise God, where Mary was, where she believed. So the reality of God's purpose and his promise to our hearts you know, like I said, can be sometimes difficult to grasp because of human reasoning. The Bible tells us this, the people that walked in darkness had seen a great light, and they that dwell in the uh, land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Well, the Christmas message of God's love and the gift of Christ is a message that is, it comes from heaven, you guys. It doesn't come from this natural world. He's brought this to us so that we can know the truth. Everybody say the truth about our lives and what he has for us and what he wants and how that we can go forward just like Mary. You know, I mean, I don't think that this girl had any clue what it was that she was going to have to endure you know, and sometimes that can happen. You know, as followers of Christ, you know, we can become against. Think about what happened when she actually started to show and she was pregnant and yet she wasn't married. And all of the things that they had to deal with, you know, from a social standpoint and acceptability and things of that nature. And yet the hand of God was on this girl. And the same thing's true with you and me. I mean, when we stand up for Jesus, when we're not ashamed of the gospel, when you say, no, we don't do that, we're a believer. We walk in the light of the Word of God, and we're excited about His second coming. That may not always be met with a lot of excitement and thrill, but thank God it is true, and He is coming again, and thank God we don't have to apologize for it. So to bring a close to all of this, I just want to tell you, you know, God's not mad at you. Whatever it is you've done or haven't done, I'm telling you, praise God, there's a plan that He has for us, and He wants to help us and he wants to make it right. Glory to God. So, um, I've got all kinds of notes here and not enough time to talk about them. Hallelujah. Let me say, share this with you, I guess, in closing. The same Holy Ghost, the same Holy Ghost that helped incubate the seed of Christ in Mary's womb, that same Holy Ghost is the one that'll help you and I conceive the miracle seed of his word in our hearts and in our lives. You know what, praise God, I believe God wants us to step up. You know, when we've been beat down, you know, and circumstances of somehow or another, you know, try to keep us at bay and different things like that, I tell you, I believe God wants us to rise up and wants us to believe so that he can do it. People will say, well, how can this be? Well, that's what she said, how can this be? And it's not gonna be in our strength, it's gonna be in his strength. And we're gonna be able to do what it is, is, you know, I mean, think about her for a minute. I mean, he says, you're gonna have a child. He says, well, how's that work? I don't know a man. 
And he said, the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, will come upon you. And that that is conceived in you will be called the Son of God. I'm talking about supernatural help, everybody. You know, I mean, we could, I, I, I just think sometimes, you know, that we, 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 um, um, throttle or, or somehow harness or keep back what it is that God wants to do within our lives. Let's believe for better. Let's believe for that that is good. Let's believe for something that is positive, not negative. You know, people, there are a lot of people who got faith in the negative. It's easy to see. But I'm telling you, God wants you to have a positive kind of faith as you look to your future as we go forward in this, in this life that we're in. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? So it's not based on our effort. It's based on him and what it is. Now, I will say this. If you're going to have Mary's, the manifestation of blessing in your life that Mary had, you're going to have to have faith in what God has promised you. If you want to believe God for, uh, some of you maybe are believing God for a, a good mate, then God will give you a good mate. But you've got to believe him and know that he'll send him. If you're believing God for a difference or a change in your finances, then you have to believe him, that he'll bring it to pass, that he will raise you up, glory to God, that possibility and opportunity will come your way so that grace can rest upon your life for the needs that you have and supply you with what it is that's necessary for you in an abundant kind of way to have a generosity within your heart because you have all sufficiency to be able to give to every good and beneficial thing glory to God. Are you listening to me? You know, let's, let's rise up. People. You know, what's, what's the world preach? Inflation, inflation, inflation. It's eight, it's nine, it's seven, it's whatever. Well, I don't care. God is still able. This didn't surprise our heavenly father. And so he can make a way. But, but we have, you know, there's got to be a place where there's faith that we believe that he can make a way, that he will increase whatever our needs might be. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. You know, so don't let that be the thing that controls or governs your life. Let it be the promise that God has made when he said, I'll take care of all your needs. Uh, you know, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high will abide under the shadow of the almighty and they will say, praise God, he is my refuge and my strength. Yeah, an ever-present help in the time of trouble. Glory to God. And I tell you what, praise God, you'll see change in your life. Some of you, you've been attacked, you know, uh, from the outside and different things have come against you. This new year is going to be a good year for the child of God, for the believer, for the one who has faith in his heart to do the will of God. I'm telling you what, glory to God, he will turn your circumstance around. He will change the circumstances that you have. He'll bring grace into your life if you'll just believe him. Don't, don't, don't park by the, oh, yeah, I've heard that or whatever. Don't listen to that kind of thing. Listen to what God wants to do for you. Praise God. Be a person who says yes. You know, you can live your life negative all you want, but you don't have to. I said, you don't have to. Thank God we can enjoy the blessing of God because I'm telling you what, the Holy Ghost is that agent that makes the supernatural possible. You know, some of you challenged in your health and different things. Let's believe God. 
You know, well, yeah, no, I've done that. I've tried that. Well, evidently, we're at an impasse and things aren't working out quite like uh, you thought. But I'm telling you what, that can change. I mean, we can make a, an adjustment in our heart about those things where our health is concerned. And we can say, Father, I know that your word says that he himself took my infirmity and bare my sicknesses, and that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Healing belongs to me. Hallelujah. But you know, symptoms and all kinds of, you know, different things that people report and say and different, they all counterdict the truth that I just shared with you. But healing belongs to you. And healing can be yours. You know, all we got to do is just have the childlike faith of Mary that said, okay, be it unto me according to your word. Don't have Zachariah's faith where you can't speak for nine months because you didn't believe. Are you listening to me? There's a, there's a little bit of a, a, a dichotomy there, you know, where one's this way and Mary's the other way. You want to be a Mary, not a Zach. Okay, no, that's nothing on, that doesn't have anything to do with you, Zach. Hallelujah. No, you want to be a Mary. Be it unto me according to your word. Father, you've made these exceeding wonderful promises to me, and I believe every one of them. Hallelujah. Be a person of faith this year. Let's rise up, praise God, and be the people that God wants us to be. Can you say amen? And I believe that the future is bright for the child of God, and good things are going to take place within our lives, and we'll be able to rejoice. Now, when it happens, don't forget it. Huh? You know, when you see these things come to pass, rejoice. Glory to God. And believe what it is that he has said. And I tell you what, you'll be the bettered for it. Can you say amen? Let me just close with saying this. Jesus wants to change your life, and he wants to do it today. Hallelujah. He wants there to be a difference where your life is concerned. So the question is, are you going to open up your heart to his? Will you? Open your heart to his possibilities. For with God, all things. Everybody say all things. All things. I don't know what your deal is, but it, it, it qualifies under the all things are possible to him that believes. And as the Amplified says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. No word from God shall ever be without power or impossibility of fulfillment. Only belief. Come on, you guys. Let's believe. Hallelujah. Let's believe God. It's time to believe what it is that God has said. And again, I know we'll have a little bit of a battle, you know, of the things that are going on in our lives, but we're not going to let that disturb us. Amen. Why don't you stand on your feet with me this morning? Praise God. Father, we're so ever grateful for all that you've done and all you're doing and going to do. And Father God, we place our hearts, our hands, and our lives within yours. And we ask you, Father God, to speak to men and women's hearts here. Lord, help them not to cast away their confidence. But Lord, let them have faith. Let it rise up within them. Let them believe again in those truths that you've made to us, those promises that are ours to enjoy. And I thank you, Lord God, that we'll have the same kind of experience as Mary had, a supernatural one a one of transformation, a one of grace, a one of blessing. Father, that's my prayer for those that are here today, those watching online, that God, they'll have a Merry Christmas, a Christmas that is filled with hope and filled with joy and filled with peace. 
And I just thank you, Father God, for your blessing. While your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your grace that is mine to enjoy. And I receive today, I say yes to your promises that you've made to me. And I thank you, Lord, for making a way where there seems to be no way. And that, Father God, you will get all of the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. You may be seated.